Hey, hi, and hello. This is the Esports Talk Show, yet to be named. My name is Sam Boland. To my right, I have my co-host, Marty J. Burnside. Woo. We are here with an emergency episode of the Sports <laughs> Talk Show, yet to be named, and we are going to be talking. We are talking to you about Romeo Langford announcing his decision today in his high school in New Albany, which took way too long for too long, too long. <laughs> for any sane person. Um, I mean, he looked bored. Throughout the entirety of it. Yeah, oh, he does know. He does know now how to spell character. Um, multiple guest speakers, one of them a preacher, talking about everything from Abe Lincoln to <laughs> how to spell character. But through the 25 minutes that we sat waiting, we did hear what most IU fans were waiting on hearing, which is that Romeo Langford announced his decision to commit to IU next year. And... I think it's pretty safe to say that that's our fridge-worthy moment of the week for both of us. Is that I completely agree? Th- this team, this program, is just completely changing, and I, I want to talk about the effects that that's going to have. That well, that Romeo is going to have on the program as a whole. Um, this is a team that was sixteen and fifteen last year. I think it was sixth in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and now with departures from some of the big schools like. Uh, Wagner or you know, Wagner from <laughs> from Michigan, Miles Bridges and uh, Justin Jackson from Michigan State, a couple of guys from Ohio State, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe there's just the seniors at Purdue in general. Um, yeah, Haas. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot of people that were big pieces on these top Big Ten teams um, that are departing this year, and IU with hopefully a hus- uh, healthy. Um, Deron Davis and improved Justin Smith. Mm-hmm. Improved Devontae Green. <laughs> yes. A, we have a lot of young guys. Yes. Um, and Robert Fernice, too, you'd like mm-hmm. to see um, with just with guard play in general. But let's talk about what Romeo coming here means and just maybe some expectations looking into next year. I just, initial reaction, though. Oh, pure excitement. Yeah. I uh, can't believe this day is actually here. <laughs> I, mean, I fully thought he'd pull out of Kansas out of Vanderbilt yeah. so that was a nice surprise um, and like before decision I was sitting down thinking like we could probably make March Madness without him mm-hmm. I think Juwan Morgan Devontae Green Justin like all, all of them can probably bring us to March Madness maybe yeah. like a three or four seed in the Big Ten but with Romeo we're a Final Four team uh, so now I'm really excited yeah. like I'm ready to go to some basketball games <laughs> yeah. right now uh, but uh, he will transform this whole program. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's kind of crazy that a freshman can do that. But he'll be yeah. a top five pick a year from now, and I'm excited. Yeah, they call him a generational player, <laughs> yep. Mr. Basketball. I think every speaker called yeah. him a generational player. <laughs> yeah. There was a comparison to Oscar Robinson in there. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Romeo is Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> that's, yeah, according to his pastor. Yep. That is, yeah, so you mentioned... Um, Final Four is something that, you know, you, you like, I agree with you. I think we would, would have been a tournament team without him. I think that with the continuous, like, coaching of Archie Miller and just the development these players are making, we, we could have done that um, mm-hmm. this coming year. And that's something that I've been, I've heard, like, thrown around is this whole Final Four thing. And so with Romeo coming in, last year was kind of treated as like a, or so last year, kind of treated mm-hmm. as like year zero for Archie yeah, Miller. Like, not really, kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah, and so this year is the year that, like, you know, it's like, okay, you got your re- the people you were recruiting, like, mm-hmm. 
show us what you got. And now with Romeo Langford, those expectations are just skyrocketed even higher. So is Final Four like what you would be expecting? Is that like, do you think that's something that's like a realistic thing? Like if you're going to set the bar somewhere for Archie Miller and this group next year, where are you going to put it? Um, well, I have two bars set. Okay. Uh, they all rely on Deron Davis coming back from his injury. Because he's 6'10", by far the tallest person on our, on our yeah. team. Like, Juwan, I think, 6'7". Yeah, we're not huge. No, yeah, we're, we're fairly short. And, like, at least the Michigan State game last year, like, we were beat up on the post. Mm-hmm. Same with, like, the Duke game. And that was with Deron Davis. Uh, so he needs to improve down low, improve some rebounding. And so if he plays well, I think we could be in the national championship or win the national championship because um, I think Romeo is going to play well no matter what mm-hmm. it's just more so the defensive side with our big guys um, but if he doesn't if he plays like last year we don't have a Freddie McSwain to yeah. come in and take the heat off of him mm-hmm. so I think we would lose in round of 32 so those are your your two bars here are mm-hmm. either round of 32 with a bad Duran or win it all with a good (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right all right I like that it's it's hefty um I definitely I think if they don't make it to the elite eight next year I think that's considered like a failure on the part of the program Mm -hmm. um unless some weird circumstance like Romeo yeah legs fall apart or something (laughs) (laughs) um to give you some background on him I know we've mentioned all sorts of Abraham Lincoln and different kind of <laughs> things, but he was the last five-star recruit that had not committed yet. Mm-hmm. Fourth um, in the country. Yeah, uh, second for shooting guards, I think, is what yeah. I read. Um, he, let's see, he's 6'5". He's the number four scorer in Indiana State history. Over 3,000 points. It's 3,002 points. <laughs> um, <laughs> he led New Albany High School to a 25-2 and record. They were a buzzer-beater loss away from competing for a state championship. He averaged 35.5 points a game, 9.9 rebounds, 3.3 assists. He's not, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We don't worry about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's okay. Um, And he was named Mr. Basketball. And something that is important to note here is that watching games last year and seeing a lot of times, it's a a little bit similar to the way that Victor Oladipo is to the Pacers, is what I sometimes saw happening to Robert Johnson to the Hoosiers. And let Mm -hmm. me... Let me explain that a little bit, because a lot of times you're seeing the shot clock's winding down, you're under 10 seconds, nothing's really going on, and you get the ball in Depot's hands, and it's like, all right, just yeah, do whatever. Go, go ahead. <laughs> and a lot of times you saw Robert Johnson taking really bad shots, and it's not just because he has a, an occasional habit of taking bad mm-hmm. shots, but it's because he gets the ball with seven, eight seconds left, and he just is he stuck to trying to create yeah. and just doesn't always play out. And now you have this guy who averaged 35.5 points a game, a proven scorer. I think that's just huge mm-hmm. when you're in those situations where you need somebody to be able to go and you know, bail a possession out. And it's going to be incredible for Juwan and take a lot of weight oh, off of his shoulders, which is just like, that just makes me happy as a, a fan of him. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, <laughs> not him not having to deal with that. But that, that's who Romeo is, is just proven scorer, mm-hmm. huge recruit, um, not super emotional, as you no. saw, kind of... Like, it was a 30-minute ceremony, and Romeo went up to the podium the last, like, minute, and had a 
30 second speech, grabbed the hat and put it on and then walked up. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah, it looked like he had no reaction to anything anybody was saying. He was just kind of sitting back, looking cool. And, you know, exactly. He ran through his speech, put the hat on. There was no jokes or anything. I know we were all kind of worried he was going to take the hat off, switch it out. But he went towards the Vanderbilt hat for a second. Yeah. I think like... he thought the IU hat was going to be there. Okay. And then he went towards the middle. Oh, that's funny. It might have been his dad trying to yeah. throw him off a little bit. Maybe he wanted Vanderbilt. He was, he switched him. And if he picked up the hat, it would have been a commitment right there. He yeah, couldn't have switched yeah. it. Oh, man. But very exciting times. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go and buy those season tickets now. Yep. Come out and see him next year. Do you think Romeo is going to get doubled? Like every game? I mean... Why wouldn't you really? Yeah. I know, but like it would just it would make sense even even if it wasn't. You'd have to play some kind of like trap defense, I think, mm-hmm. against them um, with a score like that. One on one, I just don't know that you'd be able to stop them. But. I agree. Well, I mean, Juwan got doubled a lot last season. Same with Robert Johnson. Yeah. And so having Romeo come in and get doubled, it'll leave Devonte open for three. Yeah. Leave Justin open for three. Oh, that'll or, be beautiful. That'll be yeah, beautiful. It'll. it'll create a lot of mismatches yeah absolutely absolutely um ceiling is the roof as uh, michael jordan says um, <laughs> for this for the squad next year so yeah lots of excitement uh around this campus is kind of buzzing um so it'll it'll be fun next year might have to go sneak into uh the hoosier hysteria go see him um, oh definitely yeah <laughs> two yeah. years in a row yeah <laughs> so Romeo Langford officially commits to Indiana University. Exciting stuff. Um, let's transition here. Let's talk about the other news that's happened, or news, not necessarily news, but things that have happened um, in a different kind of Indiana basketball over the past week. In the last yeah. podcast, we, we had our hopes high for what <laughs> Indiana, the Indiana Pacers could do against the Cavs. They were down 3-2 at the time. Marty and I were there mm-hmm. in the flesh in game six. We saw LeBron James. We saw LeBron James lose by, like, 40. Um, I think it was, in the fourth quarter. But he did not play a minute in the fourth. They beat him 121-87, to 87, if my memory serves mm-hmm. me correctly. And we walked out of there saying, you know, if this Pacer team can play like this in Game 7, they, they can do it. And we were feeling good. And LeBron James comes out in Game 7, and he, he was LeBron James. Yeah. Put up a crazy amount of points. Almost a triple-double. Yeah. We had all the momentum coming out of Game Six and let it go. Um, uh, still, still sour. <laughs> yeah, it stings. Um, I think, and this, LeBron James is just. There's no questioning his greatness at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a human I, cheat code. There will always be discussions about who's greatest of all time, but his performance in that Game Seven was just. It was something else. Um, mm-hmm. If I remember. Reading correctly, I think that he tripled, like his points tripled, to like everybody else combined or something. It was some, it was something <laughs> like it was some like ridiculous kind of stat like that. Just the way the way he played in this first series to go thirteen and zero in first uh, playoff series is just outstanding, depressing as a mm-hmm. as a Pacer fan. <laughs> um, but I'd like to just turn around and say I think that they lose in five games to the Raptors. Oh, I completely agree. I think I mean. As good of a season the Pacers had, I think the Raptors are twice as good. Yeah. And I think they're the, one of the only teams that could actually guard LeBron. So I'm really excited for that series. And t- 
to get my anger out when LeBron loses. Yeah, yeah and watch him not make an eighth straight finals appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully he doesn't make it, and hopefully the Warriors don't make it. And That'd be nice. Nice change in the guard this exciting year. exciting for us. Yeah. But oh, yeah. that being said, the Pacers weren't supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have, I think, like a top seven pick and win 30 games. Mm-hmm. And then we come out and almost win 50. So as as much as it hurts to watch us lose, uh, you know, I'm just happy that we get some playoff uh, opportunities here. Mm-hmm. Vic, Vic got to be the guide this year. And he'll learn from this. He's he's already training for next year, I guess. Yes, yeah, 15 him. minutes after the game. <laughs> texted his trainer saying, what was it like, so when do we get to work or yeah, something like that? Ready. <laughs> and so we'll be even better next year, and especially if TJ Leaf can come out and start playing well, or, mm-hmm. and we have a first and second round draft pick. Yeah. I think um, I think the performance this year definitely helps in the free agent market as well. Oh, yeah. And it, it just it, – the experience for Oladipo, for him to be that close to beating LeBron James, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to be great for him and for this team moving forward to taste that because I think something we had talked about was, um, or not maybe that we didn't talk about, but you heard the announcers talking about how many times Lance Stevenson has lost to LeBron in the first round, and they were, and they were talking about some of those Pacers heat matchups, mm-hmm. and Lance is the only person from those teams that's still on the team. It's crazy. Like, we had so many solid players in those years, mm-hmm. and they just, they all disappeared. And a lot of them are still in the NBA. It's yeah. just not... Somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> who knows where? And then there's Roy Hibbert, who no one knows where that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Last I saw him, he was on Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he just stayed on that set. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he might have. <laughs> oh, man. But... Yeah, what a quick turnaround from those years to be it being a completely different squad. That's mm-hmm. something that you see in video games is such a fast turnaround like Even that. Even in 2K, I don't think I can do that, that quickly. <laughs> yeah, I might have to turn on uh, like forced trades or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. But just like the, the turnaround, I can't think of another word. The transformation that this team has made in such a short amount of time, it, so encouraging for your for next year, for years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaks a lot to, about the front office, too, because like, they true. were in turmoil also. Like, Larry Bird was the president, and he stepped down, um, and Kevin Pritchard took over right before the Paul George trade, mm-hmm. and he had been a GM before, but he hadn't been president, and he's sitting there like, oh, like <laughs> you're, you're going to quit now. Uh, and Paul George had already said that he didn't want to sign with the Pacers in his future contract, so Pritchard was already backed against the wall, and yeah. he found this deal so it's a really good one at that yeah. it's a very good one at that um not just old depot but sabonis played some really good basketball mm-hmm. in that first series and he'll just grow from here too yeah absolutely um something i want to touch on is that the, the announcers in that game i don't remember i know it was on like nba tv or whatever it wasn't your typical kevin harlan and mm-hmm. uh, reggie miller it was, it was the <laughs> other guys um, yeah, there's no Reggie Oladipo <laughs> yeah. or anything going on. <laughs> too bad. Too um, bad. <laughs> but the announcers continuously giving credit to Russell Westbrook for Oladipo's game. Yeah. And that kind of strikes a little bit of a chord with me. I'm not... I did wasn't, he ha- do anything before Russell Westbrook? Did they not see what he yeah. did at IU or even on the Magic? Yeah. I was, I was a little bit bothered by that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know... Definitely overshadowed by Russell. I think anybody is overshadowed by Russell Westbrook. <laughs> um, 
Except for Ricky Rubio, who <laughs> he was moving on to the yep. second round with, or carried by Russ Donovan Mitchell. But um, I, I just I have a hard time hearing that because of the way that he's played and in the past that we've seen. And I mean, maybe some of the the forced shots or you know the, <laughs> the contested three that he takes might be Russell, but. I got to give all the credit in the world to Victor Oladipo and his season this year. And Mm -hmm. I see only positives in the future for Indiana Pacer basketball, Indiana Hoosier basketball. So, Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Like, I was surprised that they were saying that. It was almost like they had only seen Oladipo for one year, so they were just going back to that. Yeah. Um, But kind of like an unpopular take, I guess. But I think Westbrook actually takes down his teammates. You think so? I think... Oladipo probably could have been this good last year had he stayed on the Magic. I mean, look at... You don't have to look far for evidence of that in Carmelo Anthony and Paul George. Mm-hmm. And, and James Harden. Yeah, James Harden. Even, Pretty much everyone but even Durant. Kevin Durant would possibly claim that <laughs> from a burner Twitter account or something. Yep. But that's... You know what? That's a very interesting point because you can almost see parallels between James Harden... Couple the two years after like leaving the Rockets and the player that he was, mm-hmm. and how, what he meant to his team more or less, in what Oladipo means to his team now, and somebody that kind of I mean James Harden, not that he th- flew under the radar at all while no, he was in Oklahoma no. City, six man of the year, mm-hmm. and just I I, just, I didn't understand why he didn't start just from because of how I, good he I was. was. I just figured it was because he couldn't play with Russ. Yeah, and they couldn't, or I guess Russ him and. Uh, Durant. Durant, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> uh, couldn't all play together. Yeah, and I figured, like, Thabo Cephalosha, mm-hmm. good defensive presence, so I kind of just shook my head at it. It was like, whatever, you know, it, it makes sense. It is what it is, but... Yeah, the defensive guys, I guess, do well with them. Like, Steven Adams right mm-hmm. now. and oh, I love Steven Adams. <laughs> yeah, that, that dude killed the Pacers earlier this season. Yeah. Miles couldn't, couldn't defend on him at all. Uh, but Ibaka, Sergi Ibaka, played well there. Mm-hmm. Um so, but offense, I think he'll put up a triple-double, but he'll shoot 30 times, and yeah. it doesn't help guys like Oladipo, who is trying to get some shots up, too. And I think, I guess Pritchard must have seen that, and, and yeah. that's why he wanted Oladipo so bad. And then Sabonis played this one season here, mm-hmm. and has already improved twice as good as he was last year. You know, my question for you is, and this is, this is relating to more Russell Westbrook than it is anything else, or not just Russ Westbrook, but the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm-hmm. it's just what do you do after this season, after a failed attempt at bringing in these superstars to try and compete in this super team era, and you have Carmelo Anthony saying he's going to refuse to take a bench role in the future, and Paul, I mean, Paul George didn't say one way or another what he was thinking yet, but there's a lot of speculation that he's going to be heading somewhere mm-hmm. else. What do you do? What's what's next? Because this didn't work, and just Russell didn't work. He the team was great. I I like the team they had together last year better than I did the team they had this year. And Much more of a team last year. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, what's what do you do next? Like what? Where do you go from here? I'd say first order of business is to sit down with Paul George, have a meeting him, the president, the GM, the head coach, and Russell. And you sit down and say, all right, this didn't work. We have chemistry now. Like, they improved throughout the season. Mm-hmm. They were oh, a lot yeah. better at the end than yeah. the beginning. no question. And they're like, all right, let's try this one more time. Mm-hmm. And feel, feel for, him out on that. Hold yeah. On. Okay. And see, like, what, 
what he wants in a team. Uh, maybe they can maybe get some free agents or draft picks based on who he wants. Uh, bring, bring some of his friends in if you have to. Yeah, yeah whatever it takes. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Hill, he wants to go to L.A. We know yeah, that. Yeah. L.A.'s not good enough yet. Lonzo's still developing. Mm-hmm. They'll probably, if they bring him in this season, it would have to be with another superstar so they can make a run for the championship. Yeah. Because if he goes there, he'll want to compete right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the same reason he left Indiana. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so the Thunder could say, all right, let's do a two-year contract. L.A. will be good by then. We know you want to go there. Mm-hmm. So you go to L.A. right after that. And then yeah, after that, you know, you decide either we do something good here, you want to stick around, that's awesome for us, and if not, mm-hmm. you know, we get two more years to see how we can convince you to do that. Exactly. And, and it could know. even be a one-year, then a team option, or a player option for him to decide to come back. And that, that way they could even trade him, too. That's true. Which, if I'm the Thunder... I'd be doing that. I, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think he'll be staying long term. If he didn't like Indiana, he won't like Oklahoma City. Yeah, especially playing second fiddle to Russell Westbrook. So. Exactly. Unless he maybe second fiddle to LeBron in LA. Oh, man. Yeah. Be it upsetting. Could be. Could be. Could be playing with Kawhi too. For all we know. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. I'd watch them. That, that's actually the those two are actually like a decent mix as far as superstars go and trying to find the right combination of people i don't think popovich would like him very much though mm-hmm. he uh, that's what's so hard about the spurs it's mm-hmm. just you just have to work hard and there's no breaks and he he takes breaks <laughs> <laughs> but i'm excited uh from a pacers standpoint i wouldn't like i mean i don't care that much about paul george now yeah yeah uh, but it would be kind of funny to see him leave and then we get two great players and then Oklahoma City doesn't end up with anyone and first round playoff loss so. yeah yeah <laughs> that'd be nice they definitely make you feel better too not that we already aren't feeling good because real happy to have Vic here mm-hmm. and he's happy to be here too so it's yeah it's a little uh, like my city celebration yeah. after every every yeah. basket it just makes the fans happy <laughs> well, that's good stuff so I'm not sure I have anything else I don't know that you do. Um, <laughs> so. Go Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see the Raptors and the Rockets. Keep my my prediction still alive. Um, to touch on hockey, there's some great hockey being played between <laughs> Nashville and um, oh jeez, Quebec, not Quebec. Um, <laughs> but the Jets, Winnipeg. There you go. Sorry, between Nashville and Winnipeg. Um, Titans offensive line was seen chugging beers out of like a catfish. They were pouring, oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's it was not not healthy, not sanitary yeah. by any means. Um, but that's if you, that's a series of hockey to watch. If you're gonna watch any series of hockey, see why it's such a great sport. That one has just been something else. Um, definitely gotta check it out. Bears made some good picks. You got like Colts picks. got the guard they were looking for. Yeah, Colts did better on their offensive line and can protect luck. Yeah, uh, a lot of guys i don't know <laughs> but we'll see them play during preseason i guess yeah bears got a linebacker from uh georgia something rokon smith yeah rokon smith really there you good go. really um, good linebacker so we're both feeling good football wise feeling real good indiana hoosier basketball wise yeah, definitely so very encouraging um this is probably our last podcast from indiana university so that's kind of well, you'll, you'll have to do some summer for the podcast. yeah well we're gonna keep All going in the summer but yeah it's probably the last one of uh coming from bloomington this year so 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's worth noting. Um, Marty, thanks <laughs> for coming now. on. Yeah, you'll have to come back next year. Um, for all you out there, this has been uh, the Esports Talk Show, which is yet to be named. <laughs>